Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, thank you for the privilege to hear your word. We pray, inject yourself into us. Reveal yourself to us. Give us a revelation of yourself in your word. Heal the sick. Deliver the captives. Heal the brokenhearted. Open the eyes of the blind. Set at liberty them that are bruised. Glorify your name. Save the lost. Convict the sinning. And set our hearts on fire. Through your word. We thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. There's a difference between a convert and a disciple. It's like the difference between a baby and a man. A baby all he can do is cry. But a man can do so many things. So the problem is that sometimes the church is filled with so many converts. Somebody who has repented from their sins and have decided to be in Christ. And who when they die, they'll go to heaven. But that's not all there is. There is more to it. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. Reject profane and old wives fable. Exercise yourself towards godliness. Verse 8 says that for bodily exercise profits little. For bodily exercise profits a little. So what it means is that if you exercise physically, it's good. Physical exercise is good. Right, because when people stay in hospital for so long and they come out, they have to go through physio because they have not been uh, um, exercising some parts of their body. And so um, sometimes it will even uh, atrophy. So exercise, physical exercise is good. Any part of your body you don't use for a long time, it will atrophy. It's, it becomes useless. So it's good. But it says that it's, it profits a little. Doing physical things, it profits a little. Going to work is good, but its profit is very restricted. Studying to pass exam or studying to be great or to have a good job is good. All right? So it's very good. Getting married, finding a woman to marry is good. Finding, looking for a man to marry you is good. It's good. These are things you have to do to get to a certain result. So you have to do something to get something. It says that bodily exercise is good. It profits a little. Then it says that uh, profits a little. But godliness, that tells you godliness is an exercise in itself. Godliness is a whole, that's what I call, uh, the Greek word is gumnazo. Godliness is profitable for all uh, for all things for all things so you don't come to church only to find a wife or find a husband serving in church was I found my wife in church I mean there are quite a few a few of you a lot of you found your wives and husbands in church am I talking to somebody yes. can, 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 can I can I hear you say amen, amen. 
If you found your own somewhere, bus stop, that's fine, but. <laughs> Facebook, yes. That's one of the bad things of this generation, Facebook dating. It's not wise. It's not wise. You'll be hurt. You'll be hurt. Facebook dates. You got pictures. <laughs> you may go for someone who is coming to take advantage of you. Master, let's say if Pastor Frank was not married, he's on Facebook. So it's the same people. Nice. That's true. But most of the sensible ones, they, don't, they won't look for you. So it's the less sensible ones who pry on the, uh, you know. I'm telling you. Pastor, you don't know what you, I know what I'm talking about because I've been doing a lot of counseling. You can go. When you are shattered, we'll help you put the pieces together. <laughs> but it's not as powerful as a whole. Mended. You'll be working okay. But you are still very fragile because you've been broken and mended. Godliness profits in all things. So godliness profits in all things. Raising your children. Some of you are raising uh, 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 rebels. Seriously. Don't forget the way the, 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 that, child, that boy's father is. That boy is dad. You can tell the guy is a rebel. And the seed is inside. You can see the traits. And instead of humbling yourself, keeping that boy in church, a busy platy is uh, giving you earrings. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that is bad, but modeling him for something as well. So a prophet, that young girl, remember the way her mother is. Before her mother met you, she has been everywhere. I'm trying to say church will change. Bible says prophets are in all things. Amen. Can I advise you? Even being in church and practice no, godliness, okay? Being in church is not a, just an immediate reflection of godliness because there are people in church and they are as godless as someone. But it's better, it's better to start. Yeah. So you bring your godlessness, start somewhere. Going to church is an attempt towards God. You can't compare the one who is injured and lying on the road to the one who is also injured by an ambulance. There are two. They are all injured, but no, 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 no. This other one, the prospects are better. <laughs> so come to church. But coming to church is helping you. Some of you, with your, your upbringing, you don't know how to talk to people. You don't know how to keep relationships. You, can, you come to church, stay in the choir, stay in the ashes, things are tough, but you learn how to stay. By the time you realize you have developed a nice ability to stay, uh, keep healthy relationships. Yeah. I'm telling you. Some of us, the, the kind of job or the business you want to run, with your background and your experience, you can't do it. But coming to church, you have the opportunity to interact with people or some, you become a departmental leader, cell leader, and you learn how to be patient with people and you know, manage people. And you are developing your skills. Management skills. The company that we got these screens from, 
They love getting people from church. Because the, 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 the director told me that when they get people like employ, they employ people from church, said so it looks like the guys in church know how to do, they are very versatile and work at that. Most of the best start from church. So godliness profits all things. I'm telling you, dating a man in church is better than dating a man in, in the at work. What do you mean? I'll show you why it's better. Because at work is work and you go home. But in church, we are in your life too. At work. You can two time easily. But in church, if you, are, if you are tempted, you look like a demon. So even if you have the proclivity, you try and control yourself because it's. Look at this. I mean, you can't come to church. Get up, okay. You can't come to church and see a sister and say, mm. Can you do that? I can't do that. Unless you are really demon possessed. He can't do that. You wait outside of church. <laughs> When you and your husband don't go to church together, or you, he sits at home waits for you to go and come, or your, your so-called boyfriend who says he'll marry you and you are happy, he can't follow you to church. One day you come from church, he's there waiting for you. Because there's no sense of order. Yeah. It doesn't mean once you are in church you are safe. At least your chances are better. Yes. There's one brother who was in church and was going out with one sister and they decided to go their separate way. As soon as they jumped, they, they came out of the, the relationship, another sister quickly attached himself, herself. <laughs> I mean, not less than two weeks, she's already, you know the sisters, they have, they can tell, quickly. <laughs> Starting calling him, hello, they're friends already, but she, she's trending, tightening the bones. I called the brother, I said, Stop that rubbish. Get that lady. They are not going up. But you know, women know how to come in. They come in nicely, nicely. She wet herself. By the time you realize she's already slipped her legs in between your legs. Yeah. She's like, you can't move her out. <laughs> and they'll take the violence and take it by force. But I said, the point here is, it, it's, it's, it's morally repulsive. For you to know that this sister and this brother were always together, you let one year come. Let. <laughs> Ladies, do you, do you agree with what I'm saying? It is wrong. It is wrong for a brother to jump out of a relationship and the next week he's already in a, Ah, that guy's. We will fire him. So, but you can do that at work and you're cool. You are cool. You can't be bothered. But in church, we won't allow it. Unless we are not dealing with disciples. So that leads me to discipleship. <laughs> so, godliness profits in all things. Some of you, since you started coming to church, you have been smarter in the choice of men you are allowed to come around. A certain, a certain lady in her middle age, 
asked one of our sisters, who is in her 20s. He said, you are so wise. Excuse me. So because the sister was advising the lady at work, she was, she, she, the lady was in a mess. The sister was advised, and you can do this. The lady was flabbergasted. They said, you are so wise. How old are you? Sorry, I don't mean to be offensive, but you are so wise. The sister said, come to church. We have a lot of common sense in church. A lot of it. A lot of it. Amen. 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 <laughs> so godliness is profitable unto it has profits here on earth. Ah. When you serve God, you benefit on earth. It's not only for heaven. Did you, did you read your Bible? For all things, having promise of the life that now is and the one which is to come. Everywhere you profit. Godliness. You are benefiting on earth. And you are benefiting in heaven. I love that testimony of the sister who coming to church brought her and her husband back in a healthy relationship. Yeah, godliness. She, she, she said she had a message on forgiveness. She decided to forgive. As soon as she did that, she acted on the message. It's like spiritual electronics. Immediately, the, not immediately, but that same day or the week or whatever, the husband, they're going through divorce. The husband called. He said, please, I'm sorry. How did it happen? There is power in God's word. So it's good to be in church. It's not because you're helping the church grow. The church will grow without you, but you may not grow. You may not grow up, but end up blowing up. <laughs> Refuse, diff- diffused. <laughs> confused, confused. <laughs> the benefits of discipleship, the blessing, blessedness of discipleship. Let's all say the blessedness of discipleship. Please say it again. Say it again. Jesus told, when he was going, he told his disciples that go into the world and make disciples. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Let's all read it from the screen. Let's go. Let's all read it. Let's go. That's okay. Verse 19. Go therefore and do what? Make disciples. Make disciples. The word translated make disciples sounds something like matheteos. Okay, matheteos, the Greek word, which also means to teach, also means to guide. Now, it's interesting. Put, can, you, can you put the same scripture? Change it to King James. Look at King James. Go, therefore, and see they make disciples. You see the word there? The same. Go, decide, go, therefore, teach all nations. But the New King James says, well, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So making disciples means teaching. Teaching. So the essence of discipleship is teaching. Actually, there's a particular um, 
those of you who speak other languages other than maybe English, if you know the word for discipleship, it's likely it's to connote teachings. Or learner. So disciples, disciples actually in my mother tongue are called learners. Learners. And the discipler is a teacher. About, and it says, go into the world and make disciples. Go and teach people. But you don't just teach everybody. Some of you have been arguing with your work colleagues, th- thinking you teach them. Don't waste your time. Oh, how can you say Jesus is God, Son of God? I shall allow. Don't waste your time. <laughs> don't waste your time. It doesn't change the facts. Look for someone and say that I want I, I want to serve the goddess. I want to know more. After you talk to them, they want to know more. Then you can explain it to them. But the other ones, their minds, you see, when people want to argue, it doesn't matter how strong your point is. They have made that it's, it's, it's a the condition of the heart. Doesn't matter what you say, they, they, they just they just want to argue. So we don't go everywhere teaching people. The point is going to make them disciples. A disciple is someone who is learning, but they are not ready to learn. They want to hear what you've got to say. That's not what he's talking about. So some people come to church, they just want to hear what we've got to say. We will be very stupid to assume or to think they are disciples. They are not disciples. They just want to say what what you've got to say. Disciples are people, a disciple is someone who wants to learn. He wants to learn. So, signs of a genuine disciple. What are some of the signs of a genuine disciple? Number one, as I've already said, a learner. Every learner must, I like this, must be teachable. One of the difficult things about pastoral work is when you are pastoring people who are not teachable or people who are stubborn. They wait for crisis to correct them. And if you're a genuine pastor, it, it hurts that you know this lady, this, this gentleman is walking towards the cliff. And he still doesn't want to listen. You are trying to help him. Don't go. They are so full of themselves. And you can, like a mother, you can't just say, well, if you destroy her, it's your life. No, it actually impacts you. Because you want your children to do well. So the mother's plight and frustration is that child who will not listen to anything and is pushing herself or pushing himself into trouble. I will do my own thing. That's one of the most dangerous things that, can de- that determines the failure or defines the failure of a person in future. If you have this attitude, leave me to do my own thing, it's just clear, obvious that you will fail in life. That is why we have a lot of failures in certain communities in some parts of London. Because the system trains people to be left to do their own thing. And if you are left to do your own thing, you fail in life. Watch how many of them end up in prison or how many of them never rise in life. Because you can't rise in life if you are left to do your own thing. All the people who enter into politics and great um, uh, like prosperous in society, you check them. If you're going to be a top lawyer, you have to operate by strict rules. 
You can't, you can't be a, a doctor, a pharmacist. You have to register and they make sure you are not make, doing your own thing. So why do we teach our children? We want to the children say, you are free to do your own. No, you can't be free to do your own thing in life. Esther is given by inspiration. Second Timothy is given by inspiration. It's profitable for correction, for, for reproof, for, uh, uh, for instructions in righteousness. All right. So it's, correct, it's uh, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction. Look at, look at the, what the Bible is supposed to be for. He says it's profitable for all these things. See? Doctrine, reproof, corrections, instruction in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God will be fully equipped, totally furnished unto every good work. So the good work you are able to do is a fraction of how well corrected you have been, how you have been totally furnished, prepared through corrections. Because Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rock of rod of correction, we were all born. We are all born with a level of imbecility. Every one of us. Every one of us. See, when you are left alone, sometimes the foolish things you can do. Yeah. It is alarming. Yes, we are all born like that. But as you grow, the disciplines you, you are subjected to determine how much of it has been removed from you. My heart is heavy concerning these things, so I stay on it most of the time. Because I see it so much in our society. And it's so well programmed and well excused and funded. Nice libraries don't make great people. Porsche gyms and playgrounds don't make great people. Doesn't matter the investment. It's what? It's the inside. What a man carries on the inside is what determines how high he can go. Some of you ladies, you know, you can't get married. You have everything it takes to attract a man, but you don't have anything that it takes to keep a man. Attraction, yes. Keeping, not zero. On the scale of one to ten, attraction, you are 11. On the scale of one to ten, one to ten, keeping minus four. Is it not true? It's true. And many people think the world owes you pampering. It's a failure's mentality. It doesn't matter what you've been through in life, you know. <laughs> no one understands me. I don't. Stop that kind of crap, okay? Every time you're looking for somebody to understand you, when will you grow up out of that? And take responsibility. Take responsibilities. Your father died when you were five. He's already dead, you know? My, my, my father abandoned us when we were three years old. He's gone a long time. And now you are 33. And you are still singing that, that song. And you know, I was, I was abused. That's why I don't like these things. Because sometimes people don't understand. You see, the society funds encourages these things. But when you are going to the top, there's less, less tolerance for these kind of things. Can you imagine they become wrong with saying, hey, did you like me? And I'm so happy. I've called, my, called myself into, uh, into the bed. They've, no, he can't do that. They remove him, you find something else to do and look very strong. <laughs> how, how dare you leave a, a, a job because your boss was, uh, didn't like you. And, he, and I'm going, and then you leave the keys. And I'm gone, I'm gone. It's because you know the government will give you benefits. 
permitted as an intelligent person to live on benefits for more than six months. Wow. Unless for disability purposes. Mm. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. Think about it. You are stifling your potentials in life. You are loaded with abilities. You can do more than people can even uh, account for you. You can do more than I credit you with. You can do far. You are loaded. You are good. I'm telling you, you are good. You have all it takes. You can do it. You can make it. Your kind of champion has not been discovered yet. Well, <laughs> the blessedness of discipleship. When you are discipled, your, your mind changes. Some people may decide to call it brainwashing. It's not. Brainwashing some usually carries negative connotation. But actually, the way your brain is dirty, don't you think it is? <laughs> Amen. Yes. Dirty brains. What are dirty brains? Oh, me? I will never wake up. I was waiting for a millionaire to marry me. And every morning I'll be sleeping. And I'll be calling waiters, come. And they are coming. I'll be going to holiday every week. I'll go to the next week, I'll go here. That's a, that's a very dirty brain. And if I don't like him, I'll look for another millionaire. I'll just jump onto him. And I'll just be doing my nails. And they're saying that, hey, me, if I, if I find a woman and... She doesn't call me my lord, my lord. Yeah. I just dump it. You see, you see your, your brain is better. Yeah. If my child, if my child doesn't listen to me, I will slap her. I will cut her. You see, your brain is dirty. No one can do anything to me. No one can do anything to me. No one can do anything. You actually, you need a lot of brainwashing. <laughs> The reason why I talk the way I talk is I've, I'm called. I have a generational assignment. So the problems I see, you may not notice them. And the problems I address, it's burning in my heart. Because I can't, I, it hurts me seeing potentials being wasted in life. So people who are loaded, they are loaded. God has packaged them for greatness. But failure has buried them. And they don't even know they are happy. They are happy. And the system has created safe zone, safe haven for them. I told somebody, I told some people, this is a serious one. Please, I stand to be corrected, okay? But let me also say. <laughs> when you think outside the box, you realize there is so much money in society. Some of us, where we live, the places we live, is a concern. It's a concern. It is like, you know, storage. So they have created a system and put some people, a lot of people, in storage just to keep the system going. In storage. The actual people. <laughs> it's not luxury. They live normal. When they go to their room, they can roll for two minutes. On the floor. <laughs> you, you can't even lie down without your head hitting your bed. Where you live is not a reflection of your value. You may live in Mayfair and be very, very, very... 
So where you live is not a reflection of your value. But your value, you must always have a vision. You know where you are going. You know where the kind of children you are trying to raise. You know the kind of marriage you want to, you want to enjoy. So you don't talk to your wife by heart. You treat your wife like a princess because you know you want to have a good marriage. Some of you want a good marriage and you, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't respect your wives. Hey, where are you? I didn't I tell you, look at your head. Come on. Then when you finish, you come and tell me demons are spoiling your marriage. <laughs> you are their class captain. <laughs> so you will not clap for Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, he said, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. So disciples copy. They look at the way they are, the one who is discipling them do it and do it. A time is coming when recruiters are recruiting and they hear you are a member of Caris. Unconditional acceptance. Because of the disciplined, quality, intelligent people, wise people who God has trained in the house. A time is coming when uh, someone goes to tell their pastor that I found a woman I want to marry, a man I want to marry. And he said, what church? He said, Chris, what church? Carrie said, ah, I don't need to see the person. That's correct. Disciples imitate. They look at the one discipling them and copy. In fact, Jesus puts it this way. Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. Very interesting text. You'll be shocked that Jesus said this. He said, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. Look at verse 25. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher. So if you're a genuine disciple, we will look at you and tell who is, who is discipling you. He said, he said, it is enough for an example. And the servant, like he said, if they have called the master of the house, Beelzebub, how much more would they call those of his household? Beelzebub is a leader of demons, chief demons. So if they are calling Jesus, Jesus is Beelzebub. So it's okay. They will also call you names. Paul told Timothy, don't be ashamed of my sufferings, but share with me in the suffering for the gospel. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse, I think, 8 or so. Share with me because a master or a student, is, so long as discipleship is concerned, is supposed to be like a master. How come you beat your wife and you say you're a disciple of Caris Ministries? No, we don't beat women. Can you imagine you come and hear, see Pastor O, hey, you, and Pastor O takes the ladle and then I, t- I take the saucepan. He said, should I come? Should I come? <laughs> no, it will happen. It will happen. Some of you are fighting. And then this person's trouser is being pulled, ripped. And then outside the door, say, you. And your neighbors are coming to say, no, I thought you guys go to church, please. And a man, you have pulled your belt. You want to hit a ah, come on. That's not a disciple of Carrie's ministries. 
No, it shouldn't be like that. Are you getting what I'm saying? A woman. You are a foolish man. Do you think Pastor Who has been abusing me verbally? I'll have this kind of confidence to be talking the way I talk. Because women can strip your confidence. Yeah, especially if she's in your life. The woman in your life. She can strip your confidence. One of my sons said, Pastor, I don't know why. My wife doesn't believe in anything I do. One day. One day. One day. <laughs> he said, one day God gave me a word and I told the guy, you are going to be a pastor. As soon as the girl in the life goes, mm, you. <laughs> mm, you can be a pastor. <laughs> and lo and behold, I encourage him. He became a pastor, but the wife didn't believe in the church collapsed. The wife. Strip a man's confidence from him, and he is reduced to a piece of bread. When they ask, what kind of man do you want? A man who will follow me to shopping. And hold the basket and follow me. <laughs> it's another woman you are trying to get. <laughs> Most times, if you ask a woman or a man or a woman, what kind of uh, the man you like? After they give their, finish giving their description, most of them find out that it's another woman they have described. <laughs> And we stand and say, oh, let me look at this makeup. Oh, this is another nice color. Okay, let me. And your husband is standing in the shop. Oh, hey. <laughs> Doing lingerie shopping with you. Sometimes it's okay. But you want a man who is always in the kitchen cooking for you. When you come, you come and sit down and eat. That's the kind of man I want. You have described another mother. It's good to talk about these things because some of you don't have a clue about what it means to be a wife. Things about braided hair. Some of you don't have a clue about what it means to, it, it means to be a husband. Things about wearing shorts at home with your hairy legs. And then... You are not a husband, you are a tyrant. <laughs> I hear the knock, the knock at the door. Hey, 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 you go and check. Memphis, go, go. You hear, come. The children say, hey. And he say, hey, Memphis, go, go, go. <laughs> when you are with your, your wife, anything, let her feel that, yeah, no, no, don't worry. You're afraid, though, but I said, no, no, don't worry. I'll deal with it. Hey, hey, you, come, you see. Let, let the woman in your life know that there is a man behind you. Man. Your sister passes a negative comment about your wife. You say, hey. 
Your mother says something like, is your wife cooking very well for you? Say, hey, mom, 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 I'm eating better now. Is your wife cooking well for you? Looks like, mom, hmm. Hmm. I've only been eating banana and peanuts. I'm not like a monkey. bananas like that so I don't know for some reason I just like them my wife wanted to go I said no no let me eat bananas that's what it takes to be a man it takes to be a man he gave his life for the church he said love your wife like a Christ loved it and gave himself keep yourself including your, your card If you have your woman's card, give it back to her. Give it back to her. That credit card, know your name. Give it back to the woman. Am I talking to somebody? You want to have a strong nation? Let's go for strong families. If you want strong families, let's go for strong marriages. You don't train people for marriage when they are, you start them before they get married. The best training you can give your children is before you even uh, start courting their mom. The culture of a home is defined, it starts, it starts when the relationship starts. You don't wait till you get married before you say, okay, when we marry, we can, we can. No, 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 no. The culture has started already. And that's what your children are going to live in, understand, replicate. So if you start a culture of disloyalty, it won't stop after the marriage. It gets accentuated after the marriage. Am I communicating to somebody? The reason why we are having weaker families and weaker, weaker marriages and weaker families and weaker citizens is because of boundaries that have been eroded. And marriages that have been weakened, it has been reduced to just romance. No, marriage is not about romance. So. No, it's about Corinthians. <laughs> Ephesians. Not romance, book of romance. Uh, at 13 years, you have a boyfriend. About. No wonder at 33 years you say, I'm not interested in men again. Because you have changed about eight men already and they've all hurt you so bad, you think that, and you say, no, I think women will do for me. <laughs> you didn't hear what I said. Some of it is not a genuine internal something. It's a mental full of hurts and disappointment. So you have settled in a mood. Let's save our children and let's save our younger ones before they get so wounded. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Because, listen, the way, why am I talking about this? Oh, God. Let me say this and then finish this and then go on there. The way you have started relationship full of romance, you want it to be carried like this? Just, just all you think about is romance. 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 And that's all. Romance. <laughs> that's not real life. You don't know. <laughs> So later you get so hurt. You think, I thought he loved me. He, uh-huh. <laughs> so watch this. You end up having a child for him and you can't stand him. And he tells you, I, I'm not interested. And for 10 years you don't hear from him. Because the thing was just fun loving. Now you are bringing responsibility. He has to run away. Because he's not matured for that. He's not matured. He's a boy. He said, boy, he, has, he's been, he doesn't like the responsibility. Now he's running away. And then out of the pain, he was so, he thought this guy was genuine. I thought you <laughs> And for five, uh, 15 years, anytime you remember him, anger, and you have passed it on to the son. And the son grew up without it because every time hearing your foolish father, that man, your foolish father, and you don't know it does something to a child. Most of them grow up into rebellion. And then you are fled, trying to look for people to help you keep. You started spoiling it from the romance level. You meet him. Uh, you are happy after two days. You already started actively pursuing. <laughs> actively ministry. ministry. Actively. I get you what I'm saying. And so people get so hurt and disappointed and the pain. But what bothers me is the next generation. We pass it on. We pass it on. You're raising a child with anger. You love the child. You do anything for the child. But there's anger. And you don't want his useless father to see his face. Or her useless father to see her face. You have vowed but you didn't know that that vow is actually detrimental to the child's future. Mom, I need dad. I need my dad. Who is my... Sometimes they can't say it. They are hurting. Some of you have grown up with, who is my dad? And my mom, I don't want to hurt my mom. If I go near my dad, my dad, my mom will be hurt. The blessedness of discipleship. Some of you work in prisons. Some of you work with in rehab centers. Some work with youth centers. And most of the problems that is in our society, that London riots started years ago with certain policies. It's not the new. It's there. It's inside the guys. We see it on the streets regularly. No one can control them. Mom can't control you. You insult mom. You take your mom. Don't respect mom. You don't respect dad. And dad is also busy at his age. (laughs) 
I don't want to describe how they look usually. But it's age. I think no employer will feel safe to employ unless maybe the one who will be cleaning the basement. Because it looks too messy. You can't put it on the front desk. And that's your baby father. And every time that your, your child has to go and spend time with her dad. Yeah. That? That's why don't run away from church. Because the negative programming can be undone in the atmosphere of church. So true. So true. Save that child. Save that child by bringing yourself under sensible control. The excessive pursuit of romance is a trap away from destiny. Don't say, I can take care of them myself. You may, because you have a good job. But the frustration will be passed on to them. Um, Lot's wife, when her daughters needed her, she was busy looking back, turning to a pillar of salt, salting their future. Am I saying something, Santos? Yes. Um, those of you, those, those of you, those who hang around me a little bit, you notice that I'm speaking out of my, the pain of my heart because of the society we live in. And it's becoming worse. The church is safe heaven. Do it God's way. It may require a little bit of discipline, but it pays for life and the life to come. It's profitable. Do it God's way. Do it God's way. Don't be in a hurry to get into a relationship. Is it sex you want? You have it so much. I mean, how many times can you have a man? Can you be sitting the whole day and still in bed? And no, you get up. You have to go to work. <laughs> what kind of preaching is this? The preaching that will rescue our, our generation. Yeah. 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 Young ladies, at 17, at 16, all you are thinking is a man. Think about it. Most of them, they, think, they don't think career. They think romance first before career. And sad to say, some of us, they, some of these such people will become your children's best friend. Oh! You can't control it. Save the child. Let, let the church environment build buffer, something in them that they cannot easily be negatively influenced. Because they, your child goes to school and is going to meet someone who is from a certain home. They believe some all kinds of foolish things. And the child's worldview. And your child, your child comes home and is telling you some things. Beginning to say some things. Say, Where do you learn this from? Oh, my friend. And they are convinced. A disciple copies his master. The Bible says that in Acts chapter 4, when they noticed the boldness of Peter and John, they took notice of them and they knew they had been with Jesus. Because the way the guys were talking, this is from Jesus. The way you are handling your wife must be a reflection that you are a member of this church. 
The way you are going about your relationship before marriage must be a reflection that you are actually a member of Caris. Look like the way we do it in Caris. Two types of disciples. There are two types of disciples. They are disciples and disciples indeed. <laughs> and the disciples indeed are like the master. The disciples indeed, that's so what they copy. The disciples indeed, they continue. They don't come today and tomorrow you don't see them. They continue. In Luke chapter 9 verse 62, it says that anyone who puts his hands to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. The disciples continue. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, he said, and they continued in the apostles' doctrine. In John chapter 8, verse 31 and 30, 31 says that if you, if you continue in my word, let's all read it out. John chapter 8, verse 31, let's go. Can, can we all see it? Let's, let's all read it, okay? Let's go. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples. Now, give us the King James. I prefer the King James, the way he put it. Let's read it again. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my way, then are you my disciples. Don't do it just in church. Continue outside of church. Some of us believe in the things that the scriptures teaches as long as you are in church. But when you are outside of church, you are just like any ordinary person, unbeliever. Continue in the word. A disciple, then you are a disciple indeed. And he said, and you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free or make you free. Wow. So disciples copy, disciples continue, disciples communicate. You communicate. What does it mean to communicate? You, there's always communication. Receiving information and also transferring information. If you're a disciple, tell others, teach others how things are done. You to disciple others. Now we are going to a radical discipleship of this man. The, the challenge is everybody within the next two months, you must, you must have someone you have disciple, you are discipling, and the person is also in church like you are. And by the end of the year, the person can stand on their own regular. You don't have to call and encourage before they come to church. Then you are a discipler to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. It says that uh, disciples, ah, 2 Timothy 2 2. 2 Timothy 2 2. It's nice text. 2 2 2. 2 Timothy 2 2. 2 Timothy 2 2. Try 2. Try 2 2. 2 Timothy 2 2. <laughs> and the things which you have heard from me amongst many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will also be able to teach others. The thing goes from one person to the other. He says that go into the world and make disciples and teaching them all the things I have commanded you. So as soon as you make this, you, you communicate and they also communicate. And we are here because others continued. Why do you want to stop the process? Don't boast about, I mean, I do this, I do this in church, I do this. If you don't do anything in church, it's not good. But don't boast about, I go to church, I do this. If you, you are, there's nobody you are actively, not, not inactively or unawares, but actively, consciously, consciously discipling. You have picked somebody. 
And you are helping the person become more like Christ, grow in Christ. Teaching the person the ways of God. That is Christianity. So most of, some of us, the way we have been making noise about, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, it's really questionable. You are not a disciple indeed. Because you can't boast of anybody you have transferred, you have discipled, you have transferred this impact Christ has made in your life to. Priscilla and Aquila, they caught Apollos. In Acts chapter 18, verse 24, there's a man called Apollos. This man was mighty in the scriptures. It says that a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, he came to Ephesus. And when he came to Ephesus, the Bible says that he, the next verse, he, this man had been instru- say instructed. instructed. You see that word? Very interesting. Say, has been instructed. Some of us grow up, and when you are growing up, if the devil wants to destroy your future, Initial death, what it goes after is your ability to take instructions. Switch it off. And if you can't take instructions, you can't be great. Pilots, though, the pilots, when it comes to piloting, when you go to piloting school, they don't have um, professors or teachers, trainers. They have instructors. Because to fly high, it takes instructions to fly high. If they, they switch off your ability to take instructions, you are being grounded for life. Grounded. I don't care who likes you. You have been grounded. People like you, but they can't help you because they can't do anything with you. Some people, some mothers like you. You are so such a nice lady. But as soon as you begin to develop interest, or their son begins to develop interest, they begin to pray, God, let, you, let, not this be, let this not be there. She's not just good. She's not, she's not good for my son. She's not good for my son. Because you are a nice person, but niceness, do we eat it? Okay, so he's been instructed in the ways of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John, verse 26. Who? So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. And when Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the ways of God more accurately. And I'm telling you, this is not, taking aside is not like the way when the police stops, you say, excuse me, can you please come? <laughs> they say, can you come here? Come, come, let me. I like the way the British police does it. It's so, so nice. If you are driving and they stopped you before, or they stop you in the shopping center before, or something, they do it so decently, it doesn't look embarrassing. They say, excuse me, can, can, can you step aside, please? Uh, while you are in the immigration queue, he says, excuse me, can you step aside, please? <laughs> and then, step aside, there you come. And then they, they, they take you out of coverage area and they begin to talk. And they are not rude. Um, we need to take your, sorry for bothering you, I'm sorry for the inconvenience I'm creating for you, but I just have to take a few details, if you don't mind. It. Please, can I have your name again, your database? Right, thank you, thank you very much. What are you doing here at this moment? Well, I just came to visit, okay, that's nice. You like the country, eh? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, extra forces are coming because they <laughs> in Africa say, hey, stand here, you, come on, come out here. What did they do for here? Why, why are you, shut up, shut up, you. You are driving recklessly, a police officer stops in UK. Stops, you say, can you please stand? Do you know why we've uh, stopped you, please? You don't know why we stopped you, okay. What speed were you making? I think I stopped you because it looks like your speed was. I said, oh, okay, so um, 
I'm, I'm supposed to give you a fine. So um, just, can I take your details? You just, okay, sorry. And it, it's just like he's doing you a favor. <laughs> so, so later on, you hear from us, please take your time and drive. You don't drive the way you drive again. Can I check, who is your insurance? So they make you, in some places, hey, come on, you know, what do you do here? You, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Priscilla Aquila says, can you please step aside? <laughs> well, that, that's not the kind of step aside for about 20 minutes of chat. No. They actually took him to themselves. And they schooled him for a, number of, a period of time. That, that took him aside. Was they, they actually took him. They discipled him. I asked are you discipling? Okay. Who? You have to make a determination that before the end of this month, you have located somebody who you can influence for the person to grow to be more like Christ. For the person to be strong Christian. For the person to be effective in the things of God. Are, are you getting on? You have, to, you have to determine that. Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, Aquila and Priscilla, they took a, and look at the verse 27. That's a very interesting one. Bible says that, verse 27, and when, he, uh, and when he desired to cross to Asia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. Talking about Apollos, receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had, who had believed through grace. He was a great help because he's been discipled. These things that I've taught you, commit to faithful men who will also commit to, to teach others. If all there is to you is just saying, hey, 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 no, you must have somebody. Grab them, disciple them, not by force. Say, no, you are my disciple. Say, no, I'm not, but you are my disciple. <laughs> I said, you are my disciple. You see, you are not humble. That So communication, say communication. communication. There's, there's transference of information and help. Communication. And so I'm t- I've spoken, I'm three C's now. Yeah. Copy, Copy. Communicate. communicate, continue, communicate, commit, commitment. Commit. Disciples are committed. Disciples are, let's all say that. Disciples are committed. One more time. Disciples are committed. If we say we are having service this evening, some people will not. Oh, but disciples are committed. It takes commitment to be a disciple. Christianity is a journey of discipleship. I'm, I'm very glad to let you know I'm a disciple of Bishop Oyedepo. I'm glad to let you know I'm, I'm making myself an active disciple of Dagiwad Mills. These are people I'm going to be following, learning from. Because these are great men of God. You must be a disciple. Some people, they are in church. You can't tell them anything. They are fighting with their husband, fighting with their wife. You say, you say Pastor, you don't, don't bring this in it. No, no, no. Me doesn't matter what anybody say. You say one thing, sometimes they make it hard. And the, the amazing thing is sometimes they will even come before your husband and wife. You are sitting before them, with them, trying to help them, and they start insulting each other before you. Fight. 
still, at least, why don't you postpone? Show us some level of decency. Cease fire. Yeah, thank you. Cease fire. Cease fire. Amen. 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 Am I communicating? Yes. Discipleship is costly. It will cost you something. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Matthew 16, 24. He said, <laughs> he said, hey, this is, let's all read it together. Let's go from the screen. Let's go. Let him do what? I can't hear you. That's where discipleship starts from. As for me, I can't take this. I deny yourself for all that, that kind of. As for me, as for my mother knows this already. My father knows it. All my friends know that. As for me, if I come to church and you see this, or you deny, as for me, drop that. As for me, deny yourself. I don't know. We can't really do much with you. Deny. Tell someone. Deny yourself. He said, if you come after me, first of all, it requires denial of self. Hey, hey, God is turning it around for you. Hey, man, hey, yeah, hey, man, hey, yeah. <laughs> Many people have made, turned God into a cosmic Santa Claus. It's good. He will do it. He will help you. If you are in trouble, that's not, even if you are not a disciple, that one, don't worry. Because Jesus gave them food. They all ate it. When he finished, he started teaching them, eat my body and drink my blood. My boss said, even now some people who have been disciples, they are not disciples indeed. They all left from that day. All his, John chapter 6, verse, verse 6, from that day, many of the disciples left because of the teachings. For, for, from that time, you see, John 666 is not a good number. So, John, <laughs> From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more because of the teachings. And then he, the instructions. When the instructions come, people come to me and say, Pastor, I want you to really mentor me. Whatever it takes, Pastor, I want you, please, I want you. When they are, I'm just, I just most of them look at them. Say, this man doesn't know what he's talking about. Doesn't know, he doesn't mean it. Because his definition of mentorship is very different from what I know actual mentorship is. If I want to travel, must I go and tell pastor, hey, must I go and tell must I? Must I come and set up every day? I, 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 I can't come into this one. No problem. I just want to, you can't come into Put it back on the screen. Many of the disciples went back. When instructions start flowing in, people go back. They go back. They come to church. They like the atmosphere. Oh, wow. I want to be hey, a member of Harris. So we start declaring the fasting, having our normal meetings. Having our normal meetings. There are people here. They want. Auntie, can I say this? Some people, you know what? There are some people here. What they want is my friendship. No. No. They, they, they want the pastor to be, hey, pastor, hey, bro, yeah, pastor, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> Listen, I'm not your friend. <laughs> And to be honest, I actually don't want you as a friend. It takes years to determine who my friend will be. I don't know you. I don't know you. It's nice. We are all nice people. It's good. But to be my friend? I don't, do you know my friend? No. I can't. 
trust you with my colorful future. Because as soon as I make you my friend, I inherit your friends and your enemies. I don't know who you have been fighting against. I want me to be your friend. Instructions start flowing in. Just say, no, no, no. Brother, are you getting what I'm saying? It's very important. So our society has raised people who easily get, they are so flaky, inconstant, inconsistent, undependable, unreliable, not committed to anything, not even a nation. So when demands start coming, and it's getting, they, they begin to retreat quickly. You can't tell them, why are you They want your prophecies, but they don't want your instructions. I've got so much to share on discipleship because one of the, the foundational beliefs of Caris ministry is discipleship. Yeah. We believe in discipleship because that is Christianity. Discipleship is costly. He said, deny yourself. He said, deny yourself. The cost of discipleship. Say, deny yourself. Say, deny yourself. I'm about to say something. Allow us to offend you, if so be, in our process of attempting to disciple you. We will never determine to do that because it's unchristian and ungodly. To target someone to offend them is ungodly. But relationships, the closer we get together, there's the likelihood for me to step on your toes. Those of you sitting there, how can I step on your toe? I can't. But once we are close, I'm likely to step on your toe and rob you wrongly. But in the bid to disciple you, allow us, make room for us to accidentally offend you. Some of us, our treasure is so low. Any little thing will flip. We are so flippant, flaky, inconstant, inconsistent, unstable. Wow. Like water. <laughs> it's in the Bible, it's said unstable as water. Are you getting what I'm saying? They make up nice dressing, nice. Oh, where this word, word? No, no, no. It's not the Christianity. It's the discipleship bit. That's why a lot of people can't stay in one church. They run around. Because the discipleship, they, and when they come, they want to stay at the fringes. They don't, they don't want to come close, too close to that someone. No, 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 leave me alone. You just, I like the environment. Okay, you keep coming, but you are not a disciple indeed. We'll try as much as possible to make you a convert so you can go to heaven. Wow. It costs you deny yourself. And then what I saw in the Bible, which really was scary, talks about there's a young, a young man. He's always a disciple. He wanted to follow Paul. Acts chapter 16, verse 1, 2, 3. Particularly verse 3. The guy is called Timotheus, King James. New King James, Timothy. Timothy wanted to follow Paul. Paul wanted to. But his, because Timothy, his mother was Jew and his father was Greek. And the Jews, if you want to go into the synagogue, you must be circumcised. The guy said, oh, I mean, it's like this guy. Now, this, this guy is not a baby. You know, the circumcision is good for babies. But the Bible says that Paul wanted, Paul wanted to have him go. Watch this, watch this. You want to go with Paul? Paul wanted to have him go on with him. He wanted to go to the best before. Let's get his name again. Timothy. The best before. 
Okay, but, but let's start from verse 1. Listen to verse 1. It says that, then, came, uh, then he came to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. Next verse. Next verse. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. So Paul now said that, I want this guy to be my protege. I want to him to be my son in ministry. I want him to travel with me so that he can have the privilege of being around me. So Paul wanted to have him go on with him. And he took him and a boy like this. The cause of discipleship, you'll be circumcised. For days you may be in pain because your, your, your disciple is trying to take you with him. Some people want to come and come, Papa, Papa, hey, Mama, Mama, Papa, you want to hang around me. But you can't, you can't allow me to circumcise you. I have, sir, I have to be able to circumcise you. It's, it's easy to come and say, oh, God is leading me. I want to be part of this thing. I want to be. The discipleship is coming. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The circumcision. Some of the people, I have a big knife for circumcision. Very sharp and huge. You want, I want, I want, Pastor, I want to really, I want you to mentor me. You are asking for my knife. Oh. Because I'm about to chop some things off your life. Because those things in your life, I can't take you along with me. So sometimes you see, I address people in a certain way. It's not because most everyone around me, most of them know that I have a big heart for people. I love people. I'll mention your name. Why are you sleeping? It's not because I want to humiliate you. But I, I, I want to use my knife. And as soon as you, you take major offense, I realize that this is a dangerous area. It's not actually. We can just, oh, hello, hi. How are you? You, you are beating your wife or you are messing her. I said, don't beat your wife. Hey, God bless you. We'll see you later. Yeah, come Go. Whilst others, I said, hey, you beat your wife. How can you do that? What, what, what do you mean? How? And others are there looking at you. I said, get out. Go stand there. Not because I disrespect you. Because someone needs to tell you. We, we don't do this in this community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. It's called a big knife. Yeah. They don't do that to you. The churches that are looking for members for money. They, won't, they can't do that because you run away. So they won't do it. <laughs> no, we, are, we have been sent to raise disciples as an army to shake this nation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Knife. Anytime someone says, I mean, I want, to, I want to also get close to pastor, tell them he's got a big knife. <laughs> big knife for circumcision. Later on, yes, he calls him my, my, my true son, Timothy. Yes. You want me to call you my true son? My true son. But I, I can't discipline. <sighs> I'll, I'll end here. I'll continue next week. The blessedness of discipleship. You are here, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to start a genuine discipleship process because I know I need it for my future. And I know God has marked me for greatness.
But it only starts in genuine discipleship. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to be a genuine disciple. I want to give my life to Jesus, dedicate my life to Jesus, for him to come into my life and be my Lord. I want to be born again. If that is your genuine prayer, please. God bless you. Lift up your hands if you are in front. God bless you. Just lift up your two hands. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I've sinned against you. But I believe that you died on the cross to save me from my sins. I ask you to come into my life, to be my Lord. Forgive me for my sins. From today, I make a commitment that I will serve you. I will walk with you. I will live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for my sister. Thank you that she's heard this word and she's made this decision. I pray for help, for strength, that she will be a faithful disciple and God, you will make a difference with her life. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Please clap for Jesus. God bless you so much. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.